What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters, the best night of the week. It is, I'm pumped because it's WrestleMania week, and I have two heavyweights here tonight, along with Ryan. I am a real a American. great discussion here. We have, and listen, I, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts anymore, but the three guys here, I listen to every one of their shows Sam, I got to say, you, you and Jimmy Dore are the two people I listen to the most for anything political. You guys crush it with the combination of satire, humor, and facts. Just putting their own. I love how you guys take clips from them and use them against them. It's their own words, and yeah. it's such a beautiful thing. So uh, welcome, Sam. Sam Winchester well, from According thank to you. Sam. Well we were supposed to uh, i was supposed to uh, be on the show in july it didn't work out and i really uh, am glad that we got uh, to uh, get together tonight and i'm looking forward to it 
Yeah, we had the uh, what was it? The Fourth of July extravaganza planned. Yeah, my girlfriend had had a surprise <laughs> uh, birthday party, and she didn't want to tell me about it. And uh, it was on on that day, <laughs> and uh, so and it just but didn't work out. But I'm, I'm glad to be here today. I, I want to say thank you. Your your show is outstanding, man. I re- I really do. Uh, I I respect the work that you do, the way you put it out. And I'm really excited for you to get a a video show going too, because that's going to take it to it's, the next level. It's coming, and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, Andrew, what's going on? How we doing, my friends? Uh just aging. Aging. What's going gracefully. on in the punk rock world, mixed with a little bit of politics? Oh wow, you know, uh, fearing my. Uh, coming death from the vaccine possibly and uh trying to find a uh, holistic natural remedies to fight that spike protein my muscles are tightening up on me i'm uh massaging it right now if you can see here i'm just getting older and i'm falling apart man good times dude we were talking about that and and you don't really notice it when you're young once you hit like 35 you don't notice it, but it starts happening. And then when you get to 40 is when you start noticing those little oh, things. Yeah. Oh, and holy yeah. shit, they add up, man. <laughs> like you said, it's just a little muscle. And next thing you know, I'm I'm in the ER. Or I, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> this happened to me recently. Exactly verbatim what you just said. Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. Aside from that, uh, as far as punk rock, punk rock bowling's coming up soon in Vegas. All the bands are announcing their tours right now, uh, both here in the States and overseas. So uh, get out and see a show, people, while you still can before the next, uh, you know, virus lockdowns start For showing sure. up. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, say- I was saying that today about uh, what's going on in-, in France and in Israel, too. Oh, yeah. Because if you remember the summer uh, of 2019, we had Hong Kong going on. There was protest in, in France again. They had the the yellow vest. That was the yellow vest protest back then. And it was just un- all this unrest in 2019. And then we had COVID-19 that followed that. So, And then it, I was just watching what's going on in Israel and France. And it's just crazy right now. It's it's almost like they have a playbook that they keep repeating over mm-hmm. and over and over again, you know, and yeah. that's where uh, it's just it's amazing. And and some like you said, Sam, how do some people not see it? That's the part that just blows my mind is that there are some people that are still and, and I'm not saying it's one side or the other because it's heavy on both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. You have these far sides out there that are just stuck in the ground they're holding their they planted their flag they're living in their dying by it they will support until the day they die no matter what their captor does to them so yeah it's amazing I, I remember a few years ago there was this uh really popular um video that and and, and it went from a it was all about quantum physics I remember the secret you guys remember the secret? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> the secret, and it was all about the law of attraction. That was what the the secret was about, and it was hugely popular. And people were um, 
this law of attraction idea was that I'm only going to focus on what's positive and I'm going to bring positivity in my life and anything that's negative, I'm going to ignore that because the law of attraction says that if I focus on negativity, then I'm going to bring negativity in my life. So there's this kind of metaphysical uh, mentality that people have that if I don't think about the bad stuff, then the bad stuff's just going to go away. You know what I mean? It's magic. Right. It's that's like, that's kind of what you do, how you see spirituality, right? Oh, that whole push and all of that. It's like, yeah, it's all happiness and great stuff and nothing ever goes wrong. You, you can manifest anything you want. As long as I think happy, happy thoughts, then happy things are going to happen. I think there's a lot of people who think that. It's very self-centered too. The the whole spiritual movement, you know. So, and I was what one thing I was trying to say before we started recording, um, when you were talking about like how people just trust the government over and over again, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome, like you were saying, Matt. It's like the most dysfunctional relationship that a man and woman could possibly have, right? Like where you know that this person's cheating on you and they've hit you and they've done all this stuff, but it's like I just can't leave them. I just can't step away. And uh, that's exactly what this is, man. We see it with so many different people. It's not limited to party. It's not limited to anything. It's just, it's just a human condition. It's a human condition. It really, I, I, I think, I I mean, it's just like what PT Barnum said about there's, you know, there's a sucker born every minute, you know, if you're the type of person who wants to take advantage of the suckers, there's going to be plenty of them out there for you to take advantage of. And Mm. there always has been. Always will be. Always will be. Yeah, and it's that cult mentality too. That that willingness to just blindly believe and obey, which is is scary among some people and too many people because we saw it the last couple of years. How many people just went along with whatever nonsense they threw out there, no matter no matter how much data you brought. There's there's something else too, and that's what I was in my last podcast talking about how we got into Iraq and how it was all predicated on 9-11. So the the people, the elite, they know they know how to use tragedy to make us more malleable to where they can use a tragedy to uh, achieve, like uh, Rahm Emanuel said, never let a crisis go to waste. And that's just a crisis that maybe, you know, comes out of nowhere that you have no control of. But I think that they have managed to control crises, to to basically hit us with these control crises. And then once we're malleable and, and disoriented because we just got hit with this crisis, then they can come in and do whatever they want. It's the base of MK Ultra. It's a yeah. you know, it's it's uh you know, shocking somebody, traumatizing somebody, mm-hmm. and then they look for guidance. And and the school system creates those people too, man. Like it makes it so that you respect authority, and as an adult, you're still gonna grow up and you're still going to want to be told what to do in a chaotic situation by daddy government, dude. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what they do. Well, and and you watch the news, and what is it? It's all death, destruction, fear. Right. And we get into this and it does, you look at what they're doing and it's like Sam said, it's almost like they're orchestrated one after another, after another. If it's not trains, it's banks. If it's it, last year, it was the airlines, it's water, it's this, it's that. And they just hit you from so many angles that 
like you said, Sam, some of these people feel like they just cover their eyes and say, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. I'm going to, you know, and, and they just, they're just going to ignore it. And eventually the bad man will leave. And it's like, no, no, the bad man's just going to keep twisting tighter and tighter and tighter until you yell ouch and push back a little bit. Then they might think about what they're doing, but until then, we are. And and it was funny because one of the things I was uh, thinking about opening up here with was just this, uh, the lyrics to Ozzy's song, War Pigs. Oh, nice. Great song. <laughs> because you read the lyrics and it's so true. It's, it's generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses, evil minds mm -hmm. that plot destruction, sorcerers of death's construction. In the fields, the body's burning as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah. And then they say right here, politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. Why should they go out and fight? They leave that role to the poor. Time will tell on their power minds, making war just for fun, treating people like pawns in chess. Wait till their judgment day comes. Now you think about that. That that's Ukraine right there, right? Like just treat them like pawns or Iraq. You know, name a war, and then uh, yeah. Now in darkness, the world stops turning ashes where the body's burning. No more war pigs have the power. Hand of God has struck the hour. You know, it's whew, if that doesn't really sum up the way these people look at us and how they handle what's going on. I don't know. It's what a brilliant that. song. It's a brilliant song, and. Uh, I mean, and it, it's been in all of human history, that's all we have known is war and conflict. And that's why that song is so uh, apropos. I mean, especially for someone, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Black Sabbath, they are European, they're English. Um, I mean, no one on this planet, I think, has known more war than the uh, European continent. Um, and I mean, that's the theater of war even today, but, um, I mean, those people have known war, uh, for, you know, centuries and that's just, I mean, the way that things are, um, and, but it's always, I mean, even when you look at the feudal period, you know, you had lords and, and kings taking, you know, the, uh, serfs who just happened to live on the land that they own and when these when these you know um noble uh, people when they decided that they wanted to go to war then they would take the poor people to war with them you know the serfs had to go and fight for their lord and um that's just the way that it's been uh you know forever so i i think that song and always have thought that that song is just so brilliant uh the lyrics the way that uh that they that he lays it out that um it's basically the elite who start the war but the poor end up fighting the war and they hide themselves from the war so yeah um i look at people like george bush who started the iraq war and um i mean he was he came up during in the air national guard um, during the Vietnam War, but his father was able to get him out of fighting uh, the war. Um, How convenient. So, yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't go and fight, but at the same time, um, he sends other people out uh, to fight. So, yeah. That was, that's, 11 million. Jeez. 
Dude, you know what's funny? You man, you bring up the Middle Ages and stuff and like the feudal age. You mm-hmm. wonder if like a few hundred years or a couple, you know, maybe a thousand years from now, that the history books are gonna say that like Barack Obama was on the front lines and of the wars that he started, and same with Bush <laughs> and same with Clinton. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, and like they <laughs> like their body count was super high. Cause you look at that meme right there, and it's obviously it's very literal, but they're not there actually killing people and 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 doing no fighting. But if you, you almost wonder if these old generals and kings would actually fight alongside their men, well, I like we're so, told they did. I look at someone like Mitt Romney. This guy's got five sons, you know, and yeah. he's got five sons and not a single one of his sons has ever served in uh, armed forces. But I follow him on, on Twitter and you look at the rhetoric of this guy. He is such a war hawk. I mean, he's all for uh, you know, increasing the war, every senator. I mean, what's going on in the Senate, um, I think that that's a huge uh, thing that needs to be discussed in our paradigm, too, because you have the House of Representatives right now, and there's a lot of war hawks in the House of Representatives. Uh, but I think there's a, and I, I predicted this, if you guys been listening to my podcast, I predicted that there was going to be, as soon as Republicans took over the House of Representatives, there was going to be this huge push to stop the funding uh, for the war in Ukraine and that there was going to be an anti-war movement uh, from the right. And that's where you see where you see the anti-war movement uh, going on with voters, not necessarily with the representatives that are in Congress. I think that uh, what's going on in the Senate right now, um, most Republican senators do not reflect the wishes of Republican voters when it comes to re- Ukraine. And um, even in the House of Representatives, few of them do. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, they seem to be more worried about the TikTok ban in the House than uh, or like the you know proposed TikTok ban. I saw AOC just hopped on board with that. And she failed to mention that ByteDance donated $150,000 to the Latina uh latino congress uh <laughs> caucus right so it's just kind of strange that that that's the focus right now for at least some of these high profile people there but yeah man you don't hear anything like you you, you wish that they would sit there and say hey like we need to use these people's tax dollars the way that they want right they mm-hmm. i haven't heard anyone talk about that man it's all well, just like and throw you it you the vice president just touring Africa right now, pledging hundreds of millions of dollars to Africa. While mm-hmm. you know, we're just we're just pledging money to everyone right now. Uh, yeah, at home we're you know inflation's through the roof. We're <clears throat> you know just our infrastructure's failing. I mean, oh, there's there's so much destruction. It seems like yeah. yeah, and and that's why Sam. What what scares me is. The fact that, yeah, you do see the rhetoric changing on and this aim to push to slow down the Ukraine funding and stop that. And obviously, I think that's going to be done prior to the elections. I don't think you can have that continuing out through. But I what I do what fears me Matt. Is, is what I see is now you start seeing, oh, well, now there's a hornet's nest getting stirred up in Syria conveniently. And Mm -hmm. we've always got Taiwan in our back pocket that if we really want to piss off the Chinese, we can just go do something over there. And it seems like they have this never ending pool of options to get us into some conflict. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't know this, this China thing. Now, the the TikTok thing, um, I think that TikTok's kicking everybody else's butt when it comes to advertising. And uh, they are uh, gobbling up 
the lion lion's share of the market, the market share, TikTok's owning it right now. So you have, if TikTok's owning the market share and I have my lobbyists and I work for Google and I work for, um, for Facebook, I'm telling my lobbyists to go strong, to oppose TikTok, if you have to use the fact that they're owned uh, by a Chinese company, whatever you have to do, because they're kicking our butt when it comes to the market share. Uh, so I don't know how much of what's going on with TikTok has to do with the fact. Now, trust me, I there's no way that I believe that the content in China on TikTok is the same content that we're getting here in the United it's not, States. There's no, not there's, by any means. There's no way that that. So I do think that there's some valid points uh, made uh, there. But I mean, this is a free speech issue. This is a First Amendment issue, even if they do or if they're able to ban TikTok. Um, this is going to go through years of court before. And then what they want to do, they want to try to force them uh, to sell it. But I ask myself, what's going on with this rhetoric with China um, when when the Bidens are getting, you know, paydays uh, from China is what the the Gomer uh, investigation is showing. We don't know what that money is for. Um, you can't go to any store in the United States without seeing Chinese goods everywhere. You go to Walmart, you go to Home Depot, you know, anywhere. Chinese goods are everywhere. And then they own billions of dollars in United States treasuries. I mean, which if they, and they're buying they, all the real estate, they're buying yeah, all I mean, the real so, estate too. So some they got us by the balls. So some of this rhetoric about China, I am not believing that, you know, um, because it's like, I mean, we we're they, they have, they own a piece of the rock and they could really hurt us if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, that just makes me think, uh, you know, this may be just a little game that they're playing. I have no idea. What do you guys think? I think they can play as many games as they want because they're very close to owning everything of ours, <laughs> all of our debt, all of our real estate. They're uh, kicking our ass in AI. I uh, remember when I was talking about those two guys from the joint artificial intelligence commission one of my episodes where i played their press conference and they were just selling uh the government uh to try to get more government contracts to dump into ai so that they could be competitive on the world stage because they're saying china is going to be dominant in like five to ten years so i think we're li literally afraid of china i think is what it seems like and i think biden might be in their pockets so that's not helpful that's helpful. the point that I'm making, Andrew, yeah. is that I think Not that helpful. Biden's in their pocket. And and I think that 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 we're being sold out by people here in the United States that that saw the shift that they they predicted that the shift was going to go to the east and to China. So they started to invest in that. And even though they're putting themselves out and saying we're against China and all it's all a little game because they're invested in what they saw was going to be the future 20 years ago mm -hmm. and what is China doing right now China's going around and brokering peace deals with in Yemen right they're Very they're trying curious. to work on yep. Russia and Saudi Ukraine Arabia and, that and, and Iran yeah. all the same while what are they doing they're building bricks they're they're um uh, taking and trying to not eliminate the petrodollar, but they're getting the world off of the petrodollar and getting it piece to by a, piece. Oh, a yeah. On based. Yeah. So it's like the slow destruction of the U.S. dollar. And, 
Yeah, like you said, Sam, I think our guys are like on the Titanic and it's sinking and they're just playing their band music because they know they got rafts lined up for themselves. The rest of us are screwed. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. Because they... They've had this, even uh, Fareed Sakari. I, I don't remember when that book uh, uh, came out that he wrote, uh, Post-American World. But that's that's the name of the book. I, I think it came out in like 2007 or something. So they've been envisioning that we're in a post-American world for, you know, over a decade now. So if you are you know, seeing that we're in a post-American world and you see the next big thing is going to be China, then I will start putting my chips, you know, it's just like you're on a roulette table, you know, (laughs) I'm going to put my chips over here and I'm going to invest in there and still, you know, put up the appearance. I mean, what happened during COVID? As soon as COVID broke out, um, you, you had people like Nancy Pelosi and even Joe Biden, um going around saying trump was um he was xenophobic because he shut down flying from china because he said that the virus came from china which is where it came from that he was he was being a racist and um i remember nancy pelosi went down to chinatown and says it's safe to come down to china so um it seems like at the same time they're telling you china is so bad um that they, they seem like to it. be invested in it. They seem to be invested in it, and they want us, you know, the people on the streets, to basically see China as this, you know, great enemy. While China's, you know, buying up all this farmland in the United States, invested in all of our treasuries, dumping all of their products on it. But but you want us to believe that China's the big enemy? I'm sorry, I can't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely are in bed together. And it's not just the left either. You know, that Mitch McConnell's wife uh sure. is the is the daughter of like the head of their version, like Lockheed Martin. You know what I mean? Uh I oh, forget yeah. her name off the top of my head, but yeah, it's the right and the left. But you get all the focus with like the whole fang fang thing with uh that one dip. Swalwell. Swalwell. Swalwell, yeah, dude. Oh, that guy's a piece of work. Yeah, and just dumber than sin, it seems <laughs> like. But you know, you see it on both sides, man. It's really unfortunate, dude. But uh yeah, I brought up TikTok just because it seems like like that's a that's a different kind of distraction, right? They're focusing on this ban and and the idea of it being part of freedom of speech, that's a valid argument for sure, but uh it seems like it's just a cancer on society. What well, you see on TikTok. What's funny about this, Rye, is these idiots that are holding a congressional hearing are are grilling the whatever he is of, of CEO. TikTok. He was the CEO. Yeah, and they don't even know what TikTok is or how it operates. Mm. And it's it watching these guys ask questions. They're asking some of the dumbest questions first of all, and then they're they're acting like. TikTok is this only app that's gonna um you know has problems with data data privacy. Yet how many millions has Facebook paid out for data privacy violations and Google and this and that? So it has nothing to do with that. It, it's all what Sam said with they're kicking everybody's ass in Market advertising share. and they can, yeah. they can keep up with them and they can't they're figure out. Them how to get there like they won't give them a chance to get in it's like their club and fuck you guys they're the doormen and you guys can't get in tough shit yeah you wonder why they're so effective with it though you know how they're able to do what they do maybe it has something to do with the ai 
that Andrew's talking about, then maybe they are just that far ahead with making these algorithms so highly addictive. But like also Sam was saying, they're not showing the same dysfunctional shit in China and in Russia. They're showing kids how to build businesses. And they're, they're very productive, quick videos versus like if you scroll through here in the United States, it's like, a circus dude yeah Yeah. it's wild so (laughs) i feel like it's kind of motivating kids to do stupid stuff and to just do something viral whether it's lick a toilet seat or whatever right versus going and building a business in china man so it's it's very effective at what it does can i say something about that so yeah so what i was thinking about (laughs) uh throughout the course of this entire conversation so far was if the average voter, let's just say, well, let's not give a specific demographic of age, but someone that's been alive long enough to at least have seen some of the shit and been paying attention to it, right? If the people that were alive to see the Republican Party being the war party and seeing the flip to the Democrats being the pro-war party in Ukraine, and if they can't see that flipping with that short period of time that's passed that all of us can clearly see anyone that's been paying attention can see, then I don't think the future looks too bright. And since we're talking about why is the future not looking so bright and attention spans and being able to see 20, 30 years in the past or in the future, or at least think about it, all the AI and the computers and the tech and the tech TikTok and the Instagram that we're all talking about is the reason they gave us this technology and it's shortening our attention spans. We can flip, 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 flip. Everything's disposable. Every, everything that you feel emotionally when you're scrolling. I mean, they're literally turning people into robot zombies, brainwashed automatons. And that's exactly what they want yep. a humanity to be. If they are going to move even closer to this new world order, this tech matrix world. You well, know, they put it, you in these groups, right, Andrew? And no matter what side of an argument you're on, you can find information that'll make you seem right or and it's feel too, right. And right? it's too and so easy go, to eject. It's too easy to just be like, oh, that's scary. Flip. Yep. I don't need to pay attention to that. Yeah, because you, know? you go through. I mean, you look at Russiagate. <laughs> you look at January 6th. You look at Twitter files. You look at the pandemic. But that takes an attention span. (laughs) All of these things. And there have been cases that have been laid out, not as thoroughly in the media, but there has been enough that has come out to make you at least question things. Oh, for sure. And there's people that, like we've said, will blindly just ignore it, cover their eyes and hope that it goes away. Mm. And that the government will save them. (laughs) Andrew, are you kind of talking about like the transhumanist agenda? Is that what you're saying? Like pushing us towards that? Yeah, I've I been think, looking at yeah. that a lot lately, and it's it's fascinating, man. Like the terminology that's used. Um, you guys were mentioning spraying earlier, right? Like what we would call chemtrails. The transhumanist term for that is utility fog, right? <laughs> and I just find that really interesting that they have these different terms of things that were language with. shapes reality. It's like yep. Demolition Man, Rye, where they, you know, they've just totally changed everything into a spin that that makes it seem like the new stuff is good and the old stuff is. Uh, well, and it's like when we talk about chemtrails, they'll tell us that we're that we're full of crap, right? They'll be like, "Yeah, no, there's no such thing as chemtrails." Meanwhile, in their heads, they're like, "Yeah, it's utility fog." They're, you no, know, no, they change the name. Yeah, and that's what that's what happened with the guy the uh, the Newspeak. the Pfizer the Pfizer doctor 
uh, who Project Veritas, remember the black guy? Uh, oh, yeah. Guy, guy who freaked out. Yeah. So he, he's the one who, uh, Wow. The first person I ever heard use the term directed evolution. So when Ron Paul or Rand Paul was questioning Dr. <laughs> Fauci and he was like, were you paying for for um, for what, what, what was um, Ron Paul was or Rand Paul was calling it the um, what's the other word for it? it wasn't Eugenics, maybe? Function. Well, no, it's um, cloud seeding. No, it's it's <laughs> the it's the the science that they do uh, with the gene uh, with uh, the viruses to it's like the genetic manipulation. But I yeah, yeah I can't but think it, of there's what another there's another there's another name for it. <laughs> but um, it's not directed evolution. But that's what the guy and um, from uh, Project Veritas he called it directed evolution, and Rand Paul was calling it. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, but you're right. The changing the language is is all part of it. That's what Orwell uh, taught us is the new speak, right. just like uh, Andrew was just saying, is that they're going to change the language. And yeah, you I mean, first of all, if you don't have a working definition for a phrase or a word, you're talking over um, each other. So uh, that's a very effective tool that they're using. Man, people are punching the air because we couldn't figure out that term right now, right? Like, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> List, listeners, someone's email yelling us it right now. Answers, yeah, <laughs> but no, man. Like another one too is um, eugenics, right? We've heard that term thrown around a lot, and that's like improving future generations through actions that they're doing right now. And I found this term called euthenics, and that's improving the current generation, right? That's kind of what it seems like that jab was meant to do, and and by improving, it's eliminating. The ones that their genes can't handle all this stuff. I got the word. So it was gain of function. Yes. So, okay. So, oh, of fun- so, so uh, yeah. Rand Paul was asking him about gain of function, but the Pfizer guy called it directed evolution. Yep. So it's nice. basically the same thing, but they were calling. That seems it- like a leap, though. Altering a virus in order to make it gain the function of infecting humans, and then you leap to, oh wait, we're going to literally tamper with the genome we're going to play god and we're going to direct evolution that's a Mm -hmm. leap that is a leap (laughs) between those two they think that they're gods and like superheroes and stuff man like they they feel like they have the authority to do that that's the uh, thing that's scary right is that they think they have the authority to do this to us like we're just test subjects you know that we're we're supposed to just blindly take it and say yes sir may i have another right right yeah, it's crazy, man. But uh, yeah, I, I've just been. It's interesting that that how much that transhumanist talk fits in with a lot of stuff that's going on right now. It's just funny that you brought that up, man. I've just been looking into that a lot. So well, so I mean, and you know, and I'm always torn on it, man. And I've kind of touched on this recently, where I've been, you know, you guys probably know, like I like to take anti some concept and like talk about it for a while, but maybe in the future. I'll flip it and I'll be like, well, hey, let's take the pro this thing perspective, right? And I like to do that a lot. I like to do the inversion thing just for my own, you know, letting it swirl around and seeing what seems reasonable and what doesn't, right? And with the transhumanism thing, the way they talk about it, they're so excited. They have all this enthusiasm on their World Economic Forum panels and they're like, you know, oh, we're just going to put this little serial number uh, tattoo right on your forearm and you can use it for everything. I mean, they just they make it sound like it's 
the the Jetsons future we all thought we were going to see years ago, flying yeah. cars and all that bullshit, right? But when you really think about it, it's kind of like I liken it to socialism. Like an idea on paper <laughs> isn't always good in practice. Well, it's <laughs> like right. the Vax Pass, right? You got to test it. Digital ID. Test your theory. Right. Anything digital, stay away from. I mean, digital banking, that's that's like the scariest shit ever because all it takes is one person to say, yep, you're shut off and you can't buy or sell or trade or do anything. Yeah. I think they do yeah. a, a really good job doing the predictive programming, though, through oh, yeah. the media, oh. though, through the tv shows it's all and connected the news yep. and yeah so they they write the script and and you know a really dramatic uh show or movie where they do the predictive programming and they get you to start thinking well maybe that wouldn't be so bad you know and and then when they finally bring it to you and then you're more accepting of it because you've already you know been given the concept in some tv show or movie that you've watched bernays suggesting ideas well, and they're connected to Netflix, right? Bernays, yeah. the Bernays family. And I mean, yeah. uh, Hollywood's been the propaganda arm of uh, like the CIA and, the, and you know, the deep state, for, for lack of a better term, forever, for right? Years. And uh, now that's pivoting Disney. because Hollywood's dying. Add so, Disney in there too, right? Right. I, I mean, I, I would consider Disney part of Hollywood, but it probably is kind of its own entity in a way, right? Because they've gotten to be so massive. I think they're the biggest uh, biggest owner in media. When you look at like the six companies that own every damn you know media channel you've heard oh, yeah. of, um, but I don't. I, I think it goes even further back than that. Like I, I mean, I I don't believe that William Shakespeare was a real person. I personally believe ah. that Francis Bacon and yeah. you know, uh, you know, these other elites, the Merry Men, it, right? It was Francis it, Bacon and bomb. Merry Men. Exactly. They were they were using you know these uh-huh. these scripts uh and shakespeare in the world in the old globe to kind of shape uh the english culture at that time so they before i mean they were using it doing this stuff before even uh that's fair yeah 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 yeah. it's it's just really easy to see uh with hollywood right when you look at the movies and all this stuff but it's pivoting now it's pivoting to um some high profile podcast um meme accounts I mean, that's another transhumanist way to represent ideas. It's a self-replicating idea is what a meme is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's wild. You know, like that freaking bro Bible meme. Or no, not. There's some meme account where it's like they post goofy stuff all the time. But then when this war in Ukraine stuff started happening, all of a sudden they're posting serious stuff. And it's hmm. like, man, that's a little weird. You know what it's I mean? AI. To- that's an AI account. That's an AI bot. I wouldn't I made that. Yeah. I made that argument on a, on a previous show. I was like in the middle of a thought and I was like, how do you guys know that I'm a real human being right now right, that you're right. listening to talking and watching on this video? How do you know I'm not AI generated? And we talked about that in the past with the, this person does not exist.com and the deep fake technology. I mean, they can Your camera they, is shaking a lot. Maybe you are fake. It's a, it's like <laughs> gyrating. <laughs> do you see it? Oh, my fan. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Yeah, it's wild. It, it, I had a really fan leaning against it. Sorry. No, no, I was just messing with you, dude. It's just it. it is interesting, though, that you can't really believe even things that you see, man, anymore. Yeah, that's what's scary. It, it was crazy when the war in Ukraine started and you started seeing like you would go to um, your 
your bank's website and they would have a little right. we support ukraine you know bank of america you support esg ukraine, and then, uh, what does that have to do with any yeah well, it's like what uh, are sam they did that to, in 2020 with, with black lives matter one yeah my son uh, turned on his video game and a big blm thing came i'm like yeah. what the hell is yeah. this and it support the trendy cause everybody jump on the trendy cause how everybody's on the same messaging when it came to BLM in 2020. And then when the Ukraine uh, war started, I mean, it was just, everybody was on the same. People didn't even get a time to even process what was going on. Putin's invading Ukraine. Putin's bad because they'd already established the fact that Putin is the reason that Donald Trump won in 2016. So we can immediately ah, associate smart. that with, with you know, uh, Putin. And then they told everyone that Putin invaded Crimea. Putin did not invade Crimea. That was That's an absolute lie. I mean, that, but they, they, they conditioned everyone. I wonder how many Americans and a lot of the uh, cheerleaders for Ukraine. We got to support Ukraine. If you ask them about Euromaidan, can you tell me about Euromaidan and what happened in two, 2014 and, and what exactly went on there? None of them can tell you that. And who's Victoria Newlands, right? No one, what is, no one can she? tell you. No one can tell you any of that background history. Only thing that they can tell you, Russia bad and Ukraine's good and we have to support Ukraine <laughs> because for because they're uh they represent democracy i mean how the hell they represent democracy i don't know when they're you know banning the orthodox Magic. Uh, church and all of their uh political enemies but they represent democracy and if you don't support ukraine you don't support democracy very effective and, and if ukraine falls the world falls apparently that's the propaganda right. as well yeah right like this this insignificant nation is if that falls oh democracy is dead as we know it like what very this, effective. coming from we're and we're supporting literal nazis Right. Exactly. I mean, we're we're going around calling people fascist and Nazis and saying that Putin is as bad as Hitler. Yet we are giving funds and arming Nazis to fight so I, against people who have voted to separate from Ukraine. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. And the so, newest one that uh, sorry to me, I just want to get this out because we talked about it last week about the uh, ICC's arrest warrant for Putin. For uh, or uh, I just wanted to follow up on that because it was for trafficking children yeah. out of Ukraine into Russia. Well, I, I've been reading and trying to find more into this. Well, it turns out that those children were human shields being used by the Ukrainian military against the Russians. So the Russians <laughs> were getting them out of a war zone and they were in the Donbass region, which isn't a part of Ukraine as anyone that knows. So, I mean, it's just, it's so mind blowing that people just, it's the same delirious mentality they have with Trump is with Putin. It's, it's orange man, bad, red man, bad, you know, these, these people are just, and there's no rationalizing with them. Hey, yeah, they what they may be doing is not right, but what about what this side is doing? They're doing, you know, we're not reporting any of the Ukrainian war crimes, any of the hospitals or schools that they're using as bases or putting in close proximity to bases. And or Matt, Matt, because the, that that idea lasted longer than a minute, so they already scrolled left, already <laughs> swiped. It wasn't Andrew's in the headline, on, right? You know what I'm saying? Andrew's stuck on this on this short attention span, but Matt. <laughs> Um, so 
what you're talking about what's going on today that we're not getting any of the context in our meeting, which I think is really bizarre that we haven't seen any of the war footage. I mean, we had embedded journalists <laughs> giving us war footage going back to Vietnam, you know, the Iraq war. We saw everything that was going on. I mean, the Gulf war, not the Iraq war, the Gulf war. And then in Iraq, we had embedded journalists. We saw, you know, firefights that were going on in Fallujah. I haven't seen any you of can, that. Sam, you can watch every every protest that's going on in France right now. Good point. You know, you go on to any news channel, you can watch all the footage of that, but we haven't seen more than a five-second clip of Ukraine. Nothing in Ukraine. And that's really bizarre that Wag we haven't the dog. seen any of the fighting that's going on there. Um, I, I just think that that's bizarre. Uh, one thing that I, I wanted to correct something, Andrew and I did a podcast uh, a few months ago, and I want to correct uh, something that I told him that was wrong. You asked me uh, point blank, Andrew, in 2013, when Obama was funding the FSA in Syria, which turned out to be they that, that became ISIS, which came back in uh, to Iraq and took over Mosul and all that. You asked me, was Obama funding the Nazis in Ukraine at the same time that he was funding uh, what would become ISIS in Syria? FSA. And I said, I, I said, yes, but that's not uh, true. Obama never sent weapons to um, Ukraine. And the reason why he wouldn't send weapons to Ukraine is because Democrats in the House of Representatives said that we don't want to fund Nazis. So they knew that they were Nazis. He oh. did sit. So oh. Obama, Obama, oh. did, Obama did send billions of dollars to Ukraine and he did that to to fund their pension program. So what people don't understand is when the coup happened in 2014 when uh when Yanukovych had to leave Iraq, they they needed to stable I mean uh Ukraine when Yanukovych had to leave Ukraine, they needed to stabilize the country as soon as possible so people did not put up a fight against the new government that had just established the coup. So what Obama did is he sent billions of dollars to Ukraine so they could fund their pension programs so they so they could still pay their pe people their pension so they wouldn't, you know, put up a fight against this new government who just established the, the coup. But he would not send them arms. No one we didn't start sending arms to Ukraine until Trump uh came in. And uh, but I think that it's really significant to understand why Obama would not send Ukraine arms. And it was because Democrats in the House of Representatives, um, um, what's his didn't name? They didn't want to fund Nazis. They didn't want to fund Nazis. And, so they're cool with it now? <laughs> so that's what makes it really strange that that, that was the reason why they wouldn't send Flip. them weapons is because they knew that they were Nazis and they didn't want to fund the Nazis. Ro Khanna. Uh, was one of the Democrats who were against it. Um, I forget the black uh, congressman from um, from Detroit, um, the um, Con John Conyers. So he was a, a big part of it. And that was the reason why Obama didn't send them arms. Yeah, but he didn't send them money. You guys might have seen this, but since you're talking about it, I love talking about these like logos and how these different things look. I was going to share something real quick. Mm -hmm. This is the uh, the Nazi SS logo, right? Mm -hmm. So we've all seen that. We know what that looks like. If you look at the Azov seal, dude, a lot of people think it's a line with like an N, 
it's literally just an SS backwards, dude. You yeah. see that? If you follow oh, yeah. that, it's the same thing with the freaking black sun. The black behind sun it. behind it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Black mm. sun's a well-known Nazi symbol. Mm -hmm, and yeah. I just can't get over the SS. And then it's look so down blatant. below, Rye. Right. Yeah, at the that's bottom, the Kazarian the thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the trident, yeah, trident is from uh, Kazarian sigil. Yep. Oh, it's a Kazarian sigil. It's, okay. an, it's an ancient Kazarian sigil as well. Yep. yep. But yeah, just, it just blows my mind. It's the same thing just flipped around, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same so, thing. Inversion. They did swastika to pervert that. You know, they. Well, that's they, what the Black they, Sun is. It's four swastikas broken yeah, up. Yeah, they into just took pieces. the swastika and turned it on an angle. And, and so now they could corrupt a, a symbol that was always known for peace and harmony. And now it's associated with, you know, hatred and racism and anti Semitism. And. That's another interesting psychological one. operations. Well, I saw today in the news that now um, Mr. Robert Kraft, who, if anybody's not familiar, he's the owner of the Patriots. And in in 2020, he was arrested uh, in a Florida, Florida uh, massage parlor for getting a hand job <laughs> and on multiple occasions. And it was I can use a massage right now. And then it was thrown out of court because the videotape was obtained illegally. So he never claimed that it didn't uh -huh. happen. It's just the videotape was obtained illegally. Well, now today I see the fruits of his labor. He is now leading a anti-Semitism campaign to step up mm. um, the uh, awareness of anti-Semitism that's taking uh -huh. place in this world. So... Were the girls of age in the massage situation? Were they willing to do it? Because there's nothing wrong with a tuggy if it's a if everyone involved. They were Asian immigrants, <laughs> but yes, they were of legal age. And so, maybe as long as there's consent, so long as there's consent. The shitty part is, is they got arrested and they had to pay thousands of dollars in fines that they didn't have. And this right. guy is a billionaire and got off with nothing. So, so that's what sucks is when those people are taking. Just keeps going on and gets. Yeah, yeah, and. And obviously the the news wasn't put out there that well, or we just forgot about it because there's so much stuff going on. But uh, yeah, man, that sucks, dude. It, it sucks when people get taken advantage of like that. But you know, if if everyone's a willing participant, I don't see anything wrong with that. But no, I, I was going more along the lines of this is what they tend to do with these people. They they, sure. they sure, shame sure. them, and then they have to come back and do their penance. Now, and now the, the, his penance is like uh, you're saying is that he's. Uh, so this this accusation of anti-Semitism is just like the accusation of racism. Um, it's a shield. So um, I've been I, uh, re most recently hearing people uh, talk about if you criticize George Soros, then you oh, are anti-Semitic. That that is a uh, that, that so is easy. an anti-Semitic trope to criticize George Soros, and it's ridiculous because. Going back to Ukraine, I mean, what does George Soros have to do with with Ukraine? People don't really. That's why I said if you go and ask the you know average normie who is rah rah Ukraine, I have the Ukraine flag in my window and 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 my profile. I, I I'm rah rah Ukraine, and you say, well, tell me about Euromaidan. What happened with Euromaidan? So in 2014, <laughs> when the election happened, and Yanukovych wins the election fair and square. All of these people rushed to Maidan to protest. Now, the reason that all of these people 
the reason they had the organization to get all these people to mobilize to go to Maidan is because of open society. George Soros has ah. been he's been running open society in Ukraine. He's talked about it. He's bragged about it since the 1990s. So they hmm. they have that he created the organization to get everybody as soon as the election was over to rush to Maidan and to stay there and to protest. And much like what went on with in 2020 here with Black Lives Matter, I went to a couple of Black Lives Matter protests here in Southern California. And I was so surprised. So during the daytime, all the Black Lives Matter activists, they show up and they're protests, they're marching, they're peaceful. And I saw all of these supplies show up. We were kind of hanging in the back. Like cars would pull up with tons of water, tons of food, tons of, you know, supplies, uh, uh, milk for your face. So if they start spraying the 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 gas that the milk's supposed to and they showed up with all these su supplies. And I'm wondering myself, where is this stuff coming from? Where it's coming from open society. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> George Soros is funding the peaceful revolution. So what would happen with Black Lives Matter in, in 2020? They would have peaceful revolution during the day and marching and with all the supplies. And as soon as the sun went down, Antifa would show up and then they would start doing the violence, looting the stores, setting the fires. This is exactly what happened in, in Ukraine in 2014. After the election, open society organized for all of the people to show up at Maidan and they showed up at Maidan and they were peaceful, well supplied by open society to just sit there. They could eat and drink. And then when the Nazis showed up, when Red Sector uh showed up when the uh, then they're the ones who started the violence they're the ones who made the coup happen where Yanukovych had to leave there would have been no coup without the Nazi violence so George Soros in open society they funds the peaceful protests to go in there and then they use the violence same it's the same playbook that they used here in 2020 and so if you criticize George in Minneapolis Soros, <laughs> And Minneapolis. So if you criticize George Soros, and I've heard many people saying this now, then you're an anti-Semite, that that's tied to anti-Semitism. It's just the shield. Well, that's and like uh, same now thing with the Rothschilds. Any white person that uses yeah, a black GIF is doing digital blackface. I saw that CNN. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. pretty funny. Oh. It you is can't hilarious. even GIF. No, it's so hilarious. like if I were to do like the black pound sign, that's, that's digital blackface. Oh, it makes yeah. me want to do it. Now. Someone's going to make mean, NFTs. That's what everybody out of that. said. Everybody <laughs> wants to use them now yeah. even more because it's, it's just like, how stupid so is stupid. that? It I hate the yellow hand. You know, it's like, dude, I don't have hepatitis. You know, yeah, I mean? I'm not like, Asian. I'm not... <laughs> I want to use the Justin Trudeau one, the famous Justin Trudeau in blackface. The pregnant that's man. The one, oh, yeah. That's the that one I want. Sense. I dream of Jeannie. That's the one I want to just keep sharing. I've used really. I'm not going to lie. I've used the uh, pregnant man when I'm telling Kim that I got to take a big dump. I'll just send her the pregnant dude. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's going down when I get home. You, know? you got hey, to have some fun with this stuff, you know? Give me 20 <laughs> minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then stay out of there for a few hours, you know? <laughs> but no, dude, it, it, it's wild what, what some of this stuff is getting to, man. It's very, very interesting. Hey, Sam, what was your, uh, your podcast, dude? I, I was looking for it right now. So it's according to Sam with the number two. So all okay. together, according to Sam. I just wanted to listen to it um, just to check it out. I've checked out Andrew's stuff. I obviously checked out Matt's stuff too, but I, I wanted to 
wanted to make that clear that that was what it was. I searched your name and I just yeah. didn't find it. So according to Sam, good to know. Yeah, with the number two. Cool, man. You'll be able to find it. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I mean, the, I mean, all of these things, like the accusations of racism, the accusations of anti-Semitism. I mean, they're really like, again, they're just shields. They're people to hide behind. So you don't criticize what they're actually doing. And, um, and they have, um, a lot of nefarious motives. Um, and we need to throw transphobic in there too now, Sam. That's another one. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's like the mask, the Roman masquerade. A, a society is dying. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you, you don't, if you don't want to participate or play their little games, like I refuse to play the pronoun game. I just think it's the stupidest thing ever. It, it's like, now you're phobic. It's like, yeah. no, I'm just not playing in your stupid little charades. I'm not participating in this nonsense. Like you can, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> if you look like a woman to me, I will call you she, ma'am, whatever. If you look like a, a dude, sir, hey, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I can't play this. Well, he might want to be called they, them, but yeah. Tough and shit. people having legit anxiety attacks over like which pronouns they're supposed to use for somebody. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Be offensive. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, because then that's the worst thing you can be. Well, especially you know, in yeah. college now, right? Right. I mean, that's like one of the worst things you can do is is misgender or, or you know use the wrong pronoun on someone. I guess in some uh, I forget where it is. It's some middle of the country state. Like I, mean, I don't know if it's like the Bible. But I don't know exactly where it's at. But they uh, they canceled the school funded and school taught sex ed because one of the teachers was saying that there were 73 genders. And so the parents were like, okay, <laughs> we, we want these kids to actually learn what's going on. And Ghost and I were talking about this today. There's a legit debate for whether schools should give sex ed or not. Like I can legitimately see both sides of it. Back when I was in school, the sex ed made sense because there was only two genders and it was pretty straightforward. Like it was <laughs> like, hey, you know, they kind of actually but did it teach us anything, right? I think no, it was a no, big no, no. manipulate. I think it was just no, to no. pervert us. Like they got to get in there and do it. Going to teach you to get in there and learn for yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you got to learn for yourself. But no, it mostly scared scared us, dude. Like I thought that like they show so many pictures of like you know penises and vaginas with diseases. You know what I mean? And it Pregnancy, just freaks you out. Like it was every time you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, watching live birds. School. On, on, on that's VHS. part of the that's part of the so depopulation scary. agenda don't procreate <laughs> sex is scary well yeah that, that's kind of what it was is they scared us but i could see if the schools weren't so messed up and if there wasn't this gender confusion dysphoria or whatever we want to call it um it is it is uh i see why parents would want the school to learn it or, or the kids to learn it from the school rather right um just because that's where you get information. Like in theory, you're supposed to get information from your school, but these schools are just losing their damn minds, man. Yeah, I and, feel like a broken education. record, but I but the schools are doing exactly what they're set up to do right now. Sure. They sure, are sure. they are not sure. set up to educate and 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 better our children. They are set to indoctrinate and retard our children right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's this was something that the Rockefeller foundation um set out to do in the early part of the 20th century um and the rockefeller foundation along with john dewey and and others um really sought to create a education system that made people in this country more docile and more compliant not 
more educated and critical thinkers. That's it's like the bit that uh, George George Carlin does. He's like the last thing that these people want are critical thinking people who know how to process information. So absolutely, obedient not, workers. Obedient workers mm. is what they want. They are not Passive pupils and having intelligent critical thinkers. So this this system has been devised our public education system for the last hundred years. And um, my sister-in-law and, and brother are creating a private school in um, with their church in, in my hometown. And they've been doing a lot of research. And what she told me when I was home for Christmas is that she's learning with her research that the Gates foundation has now picked up the mantle from the Rockefeller Foundation, and they're invested in everything having to do with public education. Bill Gates is an evil man. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. I was going to ask you your <laughs> thoughts on him because he, I was going to say exactly that. It seems like he's taken the torch from the Rockefellers. From the he's Rockefeller the one Foundation. responsible for all these standardized tests yeah. and, and all the this, bricks. Yeah, the no child left behind <laughs> bullshit that has just totally destroyed her he doesn't want us eating meat or anything you know he's like he's really involved he's got uh, the i mean i if you go back and you look at nelson rockefeller and the um um you know early part of the 21st century he had a god complex and you look at at bill gates he seems to have a god complex as well well same thing right medicine education yeah, all of it transportation everything he's involved in you know and, yeah. and gates bought all that what you know farmland and everything and and that's what these these people are megalomaniacs and yeah. and everybody's like oh yeah he's in it for you know humanity no he's in it for the profits if it yeah. has no profits because you saw him flip-flop on the vax once yeah. he saw that it wasn't going to be profitable anymore, he's like, yeah, well, basically the disease affected old people and people with comorbidities. Like, yeah. wait a second. Hold on. The whole time you were telling us that this was a lifesaver, and now you're going to tell us, ah, it doesn't really do what it was supposed to do. And, you know, we probably- I should... wanted more death, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, seems now like we're... to the next one, and I'm wondering what the next one is right now. It's just- Air. You want to hear it? Charging for air. Want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory about that? Sure. So somebody told me that whatever's in these mRNA vaccines, it's supposed to be weakening your immune systems. And when they release the next thing on us, we're fucked. <laughs> That's conspiracy theory. Well, it's definitely yeah. it, the mRNA definitely weakens your immune system. That's a fact. The and VADs, right? Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I mean, that's vaccine immune whole, deficiency. Yeah, that that's a real thing. That's what it is. And, and then, then if that, and then if that's what they actually roll out, now you can claim it's a new pandemic. Oh, yeah. people are dying like flies. I wonder why. Oh, there's this new strain of COVID. When really, they probably died from the common cold because their immune systems are so. AIDS level fucked that for sure. Yeah. It's such a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Scary. You know, it seems like the the Rockefellers owned uh, you know, all cultural influence, right? And the Rothschilds were more on the financial end. And it seems like definitely like like you say, like the Gates Foundation, Mark Zuckerberg, I know is kind of affiliated with that. There's a lot of Rockefeller cronies out there, the Bushes, the Soroses, all these people, right? 
Um, so it seems like definitely the Gates Foundation is uh, is taking over that cultural influence because they messed with music, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the Rockefellers, music, food, like you said, transportation through Science, the fort and down doctors, there. medicine, right? They changed right. this from the naturopathic way to allopathic medicine. Well, dude, and speaking of food, petroleum and, based, right? And to get back, and yeah, petroleum based is a huge part. Back then, now they're they're getting away from the petroleum uh, just for powering our cars. It seems like that's still going to be in your medicine and all that other stuff, and your clothes <laughs> and everything else. But uh, going back to the transhumanism thing, just a little bit, there's this concept of farming, spelt with a ph, and that is something that Bill Gates is legitimately <laughs> oh, doing right now, where they're introducing the vaccines to your fucking vegetables, dude. Come on. Like it's wild. Uh, do you not? Do you not think that's real, Matt? Oh no, I absolutely believe it. I mean, oh I can yeah, see them oh, yeah. doing that. That I, I'm just like, come on. I'm like, our food yeah. is already poisoned as is. You but, know, and think and about too look- what 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 they just passed with the Medicare thing. Medicare uh, recipients can now use their Medicare monthly Medicare money for food now because your drugs are going to be in your food. Oh man, that's what I'm that's saying. A- it's like, and and you're not much like what they put out there today. They're not going to be open about what is in there. You know, it's like the whole eggs conspiracy, you know, the whole free range versus cage free right, right. and all that bullshit. It's like it's just Codex Alimentarius, too. That's what that reminds me of the food standard UN protocols that every member nation has to abide by. And they're basically taking nutrients out and. Monsanto products, right? Yeah, very, yeah. very Snowpiercer esque. Hey, yeah, great movie! Watch that movie. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a trip. Yeah, I haven't man. seen it. It's good. Yeah, oh, well, you yeah, absolutely so the, have the to watch it. The premise of it is is oh. is the world has is like in a global freeze, and there's a train mm-hmm. that's just going around the world, and it's it's running, and those are the only people alive, and the elite are in the front of the train. Oh yeah, living comfortably. You I've know, seen that eating, and then the the rest of us are in the back, packed like cattle eating mm-hmm. this like bug based food and it's yeah it's, the train like has a shield that collects like all the bugs that hit the the wall of the train fall into this thing and they make like protein bars out of it and that's all that the poor <laughs> oh, people God. eat but then there's like sushi that the rich program up front and like there's like cattle uh, again that they i was to just eat. gonna say that it's a predictive programming yep. for sure yeah more of it. big time it's a great um, movie though and, and what's it called again yeah, check it. snow, snow piercer. piercer yeah, yeah snow check piercer. that out Okay. You got Captain America in that, Chris Evans. Yep. <laughs> Phenomenal. I mean, movie. Another one of those, you know, post apocalyptic, like you said, predictive programming. We'll give you a little bit of truth in here. And because the other thing is, is how does the, the you know, the train must have a, uh, you know, an engine that just can go in per- with perpetual motion because it doesn't have mm. to refuel or anything. They mentioned that in the beginning when they're describing how it works. And it's, it yep. is essentially like it sounds like Tesla technology of like some free kind. Free energy. Like, yep. Yeah. Another hmm. good movie, dude, that I've mentioned a couple times, not that we're going to get into movies now, but there's a, that um, the the new M. Night Shyamalan one, dude. It's great. Knock at the Cabin. Hmm. Phenomenal movie, dude. It's got a QAnon vibe to it. Really, really good. Hmm. Check that out. Yeah. About the four horsemen so, of the apocalypse. <laughs> so speaking of, of, of QAnon, I have a buddy of mine that's been... Uh, getting in this whole adrenochrome uh, <laughs> stuff, and he's been talking to me about it. And uh, what do you guys think about this whole uh, idea of adrenochrome? Adrenochrome is definitely real. There's like a chemical compound of it. I just don't know how real that is. I mean, you hear that like the whole royal family has like uh, 
pyphoria, I think it's called, where they have this rare blood disease, and it's probably from all the inbreeding. But like yeah. they literally have like the slang for pyphoria is um a vampire's disease. Like you're very, very short on iron, and it's almost like they need to drink blood. Like there's no proof that they do, like on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, but also Biden happens to suffer from this, and like a lot of other elites have this <laughs> thing yeah. called pyphoria. Um well, I was I was telling him that, okay, so the whole idea, even when Pizzagate, uh, you know, was it the thing that that didn't just come from anywhere and some people just pulled it out of their butt, you know, that mm -hmm. Pizzagate, this came from John Podesta's emails that were basically spearfished and were given to WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks, uh, you know, released these emails and in john podesta's emails he's talking about pizza parties and how many pizzas and hot dogs you're gonna at the rothschild I mean, kids the, pizza place right exactly. wasn't the kid a rothschild so james alephantis yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just that people just pulled this out of the air i mean this this came from podesta's emails that they were uh alluding to the fact that there was something going on with kids and and child trafficking yeah, if you look so, at James Alephantis' old Instagram too, there's like literally pictures of kids like tied up on tables and they're smiling. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and then, and the, the whole idea behind it is that you know you have to scare the kids to increase the, the adrenochrome. That's yeah. what that hurt too. And yeah. then you know, and I don't I don't know. I Ugh. mean, if it does what it says it does, look at Hollywood. There's mm -hmm. an how come some of these people never age? Now, granted, there are masks and and body suits that are off the charts these days there's plastic surgery i get that but some mm -hmm. of these guys it's like you wonder how do they stay so young and how do they keep doing it and now i don't know if all these people are drinking baby blood or have baby factories or anything like that but man it is a wild concept that i never even heard anything about until like two or three years ago for sure so, I find it jokes I find it, yeah. it interesting that in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas they talk about it. It's yep. almost I always wondered if that was a predictive programming thing. Just real quick, just gonna throw this in there in the bag of drugs and goodies that he has, you know. Well, yep. Hunter Thompson was all about all that weird shit. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Like he, he seems like the guy, and I don't want to like just throw like slander out because he's very talented and stuff. He seems like the dude that was all about experiences. And he would try anything one time, like anything mm -hmm. one time. You know what I mean? It seems like so from what I've learned about him and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, a very interesting dude for sure. And that's a, a wild concept. And I'm with you, Sam. Sometimes I wonder where these things come from, mm -hmm. right? Where are, are they based in reality or are these CIA things this that are thrown out there Yeah, to make us look crazy, you know, because, hey, sure. they could have some cocktail that they drink to help him, you know, live a little longer. I mean, Christ, look at uh, Kissinger. How is that thing still alive? Uh, He's still rolling around at nearly a hundred. And the other thing too, it, it could be, you know, uh, partially true. Um, and then disinformation added in to kind of um, discredit. Just common. The, That's common. Discredit the true, the true part, you know, yeah. just some crazy, you know, outlandish stuff that part of it is true. Maybe there is, you know, I mean, child trafficking and human trafficking. I mean, I know that that's going on. That's a huge deal. Um, do I believe that, uh, I mean, some elite people were involved? Well, I don't have, 
um, Jeffrey Epstein's client list. So I have no <laughs> idea, you know, uh, who is involved with uh, some of this stuff. But yeah, I believe that some uh, elite people in the United States could be involved with child trafficking and some predatory behavior. Maybe they're not drinking kids' blood. Maybe they're just having sex with them or something like look that. Look at Dennis Hastert. Yeah, exactly. You know? Pick a yeah. name. Go look. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this doesn't happen in reality in the papers. You see these congressmen, senators, they're getting busted all the time for, you know, prostitutes and underage and, you know, pictures and shit like this. So exactly. And then why don't we have Jeffrey Epstein's client list? Because yeah. I mean, we're shooting what? down alien <laughs> UFOs constantly these days. Well, That's why we have we have two convictions, right? <laughs> For a crime, but no clients. Yeah, no clients. either. Like, that. <laughs> how's that happen? Not only that, the ABC reporter who came out, remember the uh, Project Veritas tape that was released to him with her when she thought the camera was off. She's like, I had the whole story. I had Bill Clinton. Yeah. I had everyone. And they killed, and ABC killed the story. And then they end up firing yep. the person who um, who leaked that video to Project too Veritas. Close, too yeah. close. Yep. So well, there's something going on back to what you were talking about, too, with the congressman, like with the proof of this stuff, the whole story with Johnny Gosh. Right. And yep. like the whole like Nebraska trafficking thing. And what was that like rising Republican star? He's got the same name as that that guy that was slumped over with the, the TV show, Larry something. You know who I'm talking about? He He was on CBS or PBS, maybe. Old, old dude. He was in the roast of Donald Trump. I don't know if you guys watched that. Pretty Not funny. <laughs> Larry King, yes. There's a guy named Lawrence King that was a rising Republican star that was connected to all that Johnny Gosh stuff. And there was like some pretty, like this was back before conspiracies were just nuts all over the place. Uh, where I think in the 80s, I want to say, where they were saying like, yeah, like the the Bush uh, White House had, uh, you know, boys coming through there and the uh, pizza scandal. Reagan, yeah, the Franklin scandal is what, yeah, that, that's the, the Nebraska thing, right? So um it's just wild dude there's there's proof out there but have um guys, yeah if you guys real quick have you guys seen that thing with uh hillary clinton and chelsea clinton and it's like they're on a game show and i, I can't remember what game show it is but they're like uh the the question was what is you know like chelsea's supposed to answer like what her mom would do right and it's like what do you think uh your mom does way too much of and she goes um she eats way too much pizza Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then there and then like the follow-up question is um something along the lines where it's flipped, where they're like, you know, what is something about Chelsea? And she's like, Oh, she'd probably say that I need to clean up all my pizza that I eat around the house. Or like, and it's like they're literally feeding this. If if I mean, either she's using it as that word in that moment on this game show, or Maybe it's a fabricated video. I don't know. I just saw it on the social media, and I thought it was interesting to say. Well, I think so. I think that it is absolutely fascinating when you look at the October surprises for the 2016 <laughs> election, oh, yeah. and then also the 2020 election. The 2016 election, and they both have to deal with laptops. The 2016 election, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Weiner. Is married to Hillary Clinton's, you know, right hand girl. Uh, he's got a laptop that he's using to sex underage girls that the NYPD sees. He's got all of this like 
really deviant stuff all over this laptop. And that's why people, and most people don't really even understand when uh, James Comey had to reopen this investigation into Hillary Clinton the week before the 2016 election. It's because of this Anthony Weiner laptop that he's using to sex underage girls. And it's got all of this deviant. It's not only got, you know, emails that Hillary Clinton deleted and told us <laughs> that she didn't have were on this laptop, but also all of this, you know, deviant stuff uh, with him sexting underage girl. And then you jump fast forward to 2020 and then another laptop, this time from Hunter Biden, who leaves this laptop <laughs> with, you know, the computer repair guy. And then you find this thing and you look at it and it's got all of this deviant stuff on it. Uh, but but the they learned their lesson from 2016 and they didn't let this out. That's why the entire intelligence community got together and they conspired to say that this was Russian disinformation in 2020 and that the laptop wasn't real. Um, and I mean, hugely significant. Because there's opinion. no way Biden wins if that comes out. That's I don't the think so. thing that would have happened to Hillary. I don't think yeah. so, Matt. And on that so. and on that topic, Sam, isn't isn't Pelosi's kid and um, oh, she's Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney's kid also employees of oil companies they're in tied Ukraine. To Ukraine or like in they're Ukraine. all these American politicians kids yeah, are working in Ukraine what the fuck is going, going on in Ukraine there's well, something going on in Ukraine that we don't know I'm yeah. telling you yeah. it's because well, it's one and, of the most corrupt money laundering right yeah. I mean yeah why did they go why did they try to impeach Trump over something that Biden admitted to on camera and, and nothing was ever even mentioned about Biden. I mean, he yeah. said, yeah, you're not getting that billion dollars unless the prosecutor's fired. Yeah. Oh, well, so, son of a bitch. It, she was fired it, by the time <laughs> I left. Exactly. Um, but if you really look into that first impeachment of, of Trump and, and listen to the transcript and the phone call and, and all of that. So Trump, he's asking Zelensky about the servers because so. So that was the narrative in 2016 was that Russia hacked the DNC servers, but the FBI, the DNC never turned these servers over to the FBI to do a forensic investigation of who actually hacked these servers. What they gave the FBI was an imagery of the servers, and that's what the FBI looked at. But a private company, CrowdStrike, was who the DNC commission to do the forensic investigation of these servers and CrowdStrike is a Ukrainian company. It, oh it was, God. it's, it's owned by a, uh, a, a Russian uh, guy. He's partial owner, Dimitri, I forget his, his last name, but um, he owns CrowdStrike. So um, when, when, if you listen to the transcript, when, Trump is talking to Zelensky. He's saying that we want to know where these servers are, the DNC servers, because we want to look at them. We want to do our own forensic investigation because the only people who actually looked at the servers were, were CrowdStrike. So that's what Trump is talking about in the conversation when they say that he is doing the quid pro quo. Uh, they try to make it about Biden, which is later in the conversation, but there was no quid pro quo it had to do with with these servers and him trying to get Zelensky to help him find the servers which for some reason Trump believed that these servers were taken to Ukraine yep yeah hmm. 
one thing that shouldn't be forgotten about that 2016 October surprise too is like all those NYPD cops that died after they were talking about that wiener laptop. That's very, exactly. very exactly. Uh, important because, yeah, those people were trying to do the right thing, man. Similar to like the uh, Oklahoma, you know, uh, cops that were involved in the whole Oklahoma City bomb. Well, the one right? Oklahoma City uh, cop that was, yeah. Murder. He killed himself, and he really wanted to feel it when he killed himself. You know he what I mean? Not to make light of it, but he field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call that, tie... Yeah, they call that arc inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Freaking <laughs> just wild. Uh, that body count those two have, but arc inside. Is well, it's funny you that. say that with with uh, Oklahoma City because they just put out Netflix just did another uh, Waco documentary. Oh wow! I, I don't know what's going on, but that's like the third one in the last five years Well, that was trump's first rally coming back for 2023 was in waco yeah yeah and and that's in that's just a crazy story why are they itself. bringing up old shit i thought we were past this we well, what happened out. in waco <laughs> was a bunch of people that were trying to be independent of the system right and then they got fucked so i mean is that is that like low level kind of telling you it's like cops putting it in your mind subconsciously <laughs> like boys, don't don't boys. go out there and be independent uh you know stay stay in our system and you'll be fine if you try exactly. to exactly like, like the cop show like the the message is like bill hicks talked about that the message is state power will win we yep. will kick in your door we will stomp on your face mm. watch cops watch us yeah. arresting all these people right 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 yeah. that's why i feel like demolition man is the biggest predictive programmer for us because i think that lays out what they want they want the the system where there's no human contact everything's essentially virtual you Music's, know, music is uh jingles for commercials yeah. <laughs> yep it's all it's all mind control and everything and then you have the the truthers that live in the sewers you know they mm -hmm. live underground like rats like the rat plague that they are yeah. to our perfect society mm. it's kind of the same that, it's kind of the same thing in the matrix too the zion people that yep. uh, were in zion were uh, separated from the matrix and even though it wasn't the most glamorous life it was real Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. How do you use the three seashells? <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that from Demolition that. Man. Yeah, I can't figure that out. They never explain that. And that's when he goes, he goes, he, he goes up to the machine and just starts cursing at it and gets all the paper and he's like, I don't need your <laughs> shells anymore. That's as uh, big of a mystery as like the uh, briefcase in uh, in Pulp Fiction, right? Like the the briefcase yeah. of souls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Marcellus Wallace's soul is supposed to be removed through the back of his neck. That's why he's got the Band-Aid on. I've heard that. Yeah, that's the comic yeah. book. Kind of explains <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah, man. Wow. That, what a great movie, dude. Oh, we we yeah. mentioned some great movies. Classic. One, one oh, final yeah. thing that I'll tell you all that you need to watch, because you mentioned Kissinger. In that, in that one season, it's like the one of the later seasons of American Horror Story. It's a two-parter, oh, and the first yeah. part of it is all about adrenochrome. Right. It's literally about adrenochrome. It, it, this guy, this struggling writer is just like hitting writer's block. He can't figure out how to write his damn book. And he's in Cape Cod where like there's all kinds of meth addict zombie vampire things. And he ends up realizing when he drinks some blood or eats a person, he can just write like Stephen King. Like he just writes <laughs> like insane. And then the second part of it is like just conspiracy galore dude they show henry kissinger and like when everyone else walks away his second eyelids pop out and he's a he's a reptilian basically right what? that's how he's dude it's nuts it's freaking insane it's like the whole thing with uh like jfk and eisenhower and all this stuff where they're kind of like discovering the uh alien connection like the gray treaties mentioned and 
it's just nuts dude like this was back when conspiracies were really catching on to the mainstream and everyone was hopping on board so let me let me uh offer this idea because that's i've thought about this recently are all of these you know ideas that we arrive at through research and learning about this and that how things connect is sometimes i wonder if we're being programmed by the ai with all of that information that we think we're actually finding truthful nuggets of reality but maybe they're already predetermined by the ai consciousness have you guys ever taken it that deep of thought experiment probably before. partially like, but there's some you know people I mean? that really actively go out and look for wild information right like i don't think that yeah. ai could predict all of that but when something's you know passes through your instagram or your tiktok reel or whatever maybe that's that's kind of meant to be there it just sometimes i wonder like i mean you really 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 have to put in hours of work and research like reading physical books not just consuming everything digitally to really know what was back in the day you know and yeah i agree because i think ai will push you in a certain direction mm -hmm. you know between whether you're going you're doing a google search or you're doing or, or the algorithms they're gonna push you in a certain way and they're gonna show you what they want you to see now if you're savvy enough you can dig past the initial layer of bullshit and get down to the next layer but i still feel like there's more that we can't even access you know, yeah. there's information out there, you know, I mean, between the Vatican archives and things like that, that are are very crucial to the who, what, when, where, and why of where we are right now that we are not told. And instead, we're indoctrinated with this narrative. Yeah. And I, I'm told that uh, if you don't browse the Internet using browsers... If you have a VPN and you can go through different channels, apparently there's a whole bunch of internet out there that most people have never seen because they're only using Google, DuckDuckGo, Bing, whatever. But apparently you can browse a whole bunch of different internet if you know how to do it. I don't know the technology of it, but I've just heard that it's possible. So, Well, there's the dark web, which is a whole nother web. Yeah, yeah. You don't really want to go there unless you're yeah. ready for it. I can allows all that stuff to be out there that I can that that runs the internet or the authority of the internet. They're, they oh. allow everything that's on the internet. They allow it up one way or another. Hmm. Which supposedly, the, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, a lot of it just has to do with being interested and, and going and and looking because I know for a fact that because I consume a lot of European news like BBC and um, even like uh, some French and Indian outlets. And I know that that even just getting outside of the United States gives you a mm -hmm. whole different point of view oh, on, yeah. on what's going on in the world and history. It seems like in, in this country, the propaganda and the news and the media that we're fed is totally different from what's going on in the rest of the world. And I think that mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with that. I don't think that uh, a European consumer would tolerate being fed what we're being fed. You know what I mean? I think that they're um, a little bit more savvy when it comes to what they consume. And if they were being fed the same nonsense that we were being fed, I don't think they would tolerate it. Yeah, you mm -hmm. get you get some people that say, well, you know, at least in China, they know they're being fed bullshit here. <laughs> people think they're being fed. You know, they know the government's lying to them here. We still think they're telling us the truth. 
Mm. But I think that I think that people here, they really get into their confirmation bias. They only they only want to consume opinions that fit opinions that they already have. And And Sam, I do a lot in the alternate history realm. And uh that's all it is for I would say 95 percent of the people that do alternate history research. Mm-hmm. find something hitch their wagon to it and will only go down that lane you can mm-hmm. present them with other material outside that contradicts what they're saying and they will just blindly ignore it yeah. it yeah. crushes that paradigm that they're on or that you know that narrative that they're rolling with and i'm like you guys are doing the same thing that they're doing to us mm-hmm. why would you not look at everything and yeah. like andrew said one of the biggest things you have to do is go get books you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's a physical book or go get the PDFs from the 1800s books, mm-hmm. because that's where you're going to find a lot of the truth in there before they really started doing the whitewashing of the books and the information that comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Memory holding. <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Sam and I talk about the book Tragedy and Hope by uh, Carol Quigley quite a bit. Do you know that the original... Um, like metal printing press, like whatever molds that they had of that book were stolen magically or disappeared and they could never figure it out. So there's actually parts of tragedy and hope that were written that never, nobody ever saw it because somebody bought the publishing house that was printing it and then destroyed it. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. None of that book. We very telling was, was supposed to, be consumed (laughs) yeah yeah by the by the mass public and he says that he was he clinton's mentor Mm -hmm. he is a teacher at uh georgetown georgetown university a professor of history i think that clinton took at georgetown that's where clinton did his undergrad at georgetown which is a jesuit university which i always have to uh say that that and that's where uh, Clinton took um, his class, and then after Clinton cl- graduated from Georgetown, he went to England and Oxford and became a Rhodes Scholar. That's what we meet. Hillary at Georgetown. My mind in the eighties was how Georgetown had this dominant basketball program as this uh-huh. small white Jesuit school, all but it had Jesuit an all schools. black program with a black coach. That all was the one Jesuit of the most schools controversial have great colleges. Gonzaga. Um, <laughs> I think um, um, what's Xavier University um, always is there and has a good uh, basketball. I mean, the Jesuit schools have great basketball programs. (laughs) Pennsylvania schools, are they any good? Because those those are big Jesuit schools, too. Well, they used to have Temple, which was George UMass's big rival back in the day. Temple was another had another very, uh, you know, uh, controversial black coach. Also, John Chaney. Huh. There's 40 there's 40 Jesuit colleges in the United States. They make up the the Jesuit 40 and uh um one very interesting one is Santa Clara uh college in in California and that's the college that Gavin Newsom went to. That's the college that Nancy Pelosi went to. John Panetta went to um uh, Santa Clara. I, I like to find out where all these guys like uh, John Brennan. John Brennan went to Forham University. Forham University is another Jesuit school. Uh, so I, I think it's interesting to see all these guys that went to these Jesuits. And if they're not Jesuit, they're usually Ivy League, which yeah, is, you know, Jesuit 
sub you know the next level adjacent, below. Adjacent. that's yeah. the wasp version of a jesuit right the wasp, yeah basically like the, yeah, right? the white yeah. anglo-saxon protestant yeah hey uh, sam sam remember when i was telling you paul giamatti was skull and bones uh yeah I remember guess you me guess that. who else i just found out was skull and bones you guys know who robert reich is oh interesting really robert reich is skull and bones new wow. haven connecticut i just figured that out the other day now who's he explains He's a super left-wing pundit yeah. that used to be on, uh, I can't remember, Carter, Clinton, maybe administration. I forget when. But he's uh, his social media, in my opinion, is very similar to Bernie Sanders. It's just regurgitated talking points that are absolutely devoid of logic and rational thought that are just intended to push an agenda. And it, it reminds me of, um, who's the guy that, uh, Buckley, William F. Buckley, had the show mm -hmm. and he founded that magazine um national review national i think review. it was called yeah mm -hmm. guess what bonesman <laughs> mm. uh, all these guys are fraternity buddies with john Kerry and george w so very interesting just thought i'd throw uh, that out there no it is interesting i i mean the precursor to the republican party was both the whig party but also the anti-masonic party yeah. um and people a lot of people don't know this but the but before there was a Republican Party, there was the the anti-Masonic Party and the Whig Party. And the anti-Masonic Party actually had a convention, I think, in the 1850s where um, all of these people who real they saw the uh, Freemasons as this uh, group. I think there's this quote from um, what's the congressman's name from Pennsylvania? Um he was the speaker during the Civil War, I think. Um, I don't remember his name. Anyway, but he, he's there at the uh, convention that the anti-Masonic uh, Party has. And he says, you know, look at all the judges. Look at all the state buildings. He's like, all of them are in this same fraternity. Um, so there's got to be something going on, some kind of conspiracy where all the members of the same fraternity <laughs> are in all of these positions of high profit and you know prestige yeah and so i always found it interesting that there's a masonic lodge and literally every tiny dinky little 2000 population person town across this entire country yeah every yeah. single one of them has a masonic lodge quite interesting yeah. we got and a couple I here their iconography is everywhere all over. I mean, if you go to Washington, D.C., you just see, I mean, oh, yeah. everything is Masonic iconography. You look at the back of a dollar bill, <laughs> you know, look at the great seal and everything. Every um, baseball diamond. Yeah. So every I mean, so there's got to be, you know, uh, something there that is behind the veil that is is not. And that's what the occult means. The occult it just means hidden. That is hidden some kind of yeah. hidden knowledge or, or hidden uh, stuff that these people all see themselves joined together in. And uh, it's a big club and we're not in it. Maybe maybe <laughs> that whole. Yeah. And maybe that whole adrenochrome thing is one portion of that occulted hidden knowledge. Yeah. Secret yeah. knowledge that maybe just got rationed out a little bit with a bunch of. Oh, RFK is going to be resurrected from the dead. He's yeah. going to come back and save the country. You know, you just yeah. put a little truth in with a little bullshit. Make yeah. a video. And yeah, there's levels him. to and it. Him. Yeah. Don John and Trump 2024. Yeah. <laughs>
I can't gentlemen hey this this has been outstanding i i appreciate your time uh i want to have you guys let everybody know where they can find you and and thank you so much this was a great conversation we'll definitely yeah. have to do this again sometime for sure for sure sam we'll, we'll start with you brother so i do my po podcast uh on uh tuesday night and then um it, it's usually up on tuesday night and uh most definitely up uh wednesday morning and uh, you can visit my website that's according to sam with the number two dot com uh you can find me on spotify on apple podcast on soundcloud all by doing the search for according to sam with the number two and um you can follow me on on uh twitter as well uh my handle there is according to with the number two underscore sam Oh, thank you, sir. And everybody, go check out that show. You will not regret it. It is one of the base shows everybody should listen for for politics. That's for sure. So I you do great that. work, my friend. Thank you. Andrew. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. It's been a long time. Been a while. Uh, Ryan, loved your recent episode about the big five media companies. Uh, I think I shared that. I saw that you saw that. So yeah, uh, I want to give you a shout out on that one. I really like that show. Matt, love your show. All your old world stuff is, dude, it's so fascinating. And uh, Sam, good to see you again, brother. I haven't talked to you in a while. And uh, maybe we'll meet back here on the Master Debaters. In the hey, future. what's your T-shirt, by the way? I can only see the top of it. Oh, we, that's beautiful. We are anonymous. <laughs> we are legion. Expect us. That's great. <laughs> right. What do you it's got old. going on, my friends? Oh, just the same old stuff, man. Just uh, cranking out stuff that I find interesting. Going to get more into some of the weird stuff just because I've been staring at this like, you know, secret society, government, corruption shit for too long. And you get cynical. I've been very cynical. I lately, agree. So, right. So I'm going to get into uh, some genie stuff, like some paranormal stuff. Yeah, dude, just for a little bit. If people don't like it, I'll go back to the uh, the dark shit. But I like I like some of this fun stuff, man. Like this was a great conversation. First time meeting Sam. It was a great, great pleasure to meet you, dude. And nice um, too. yeah, man, it was it was a fun chat. Andrew, always a pleasure, dude. You, I, I I like the the whole uh, vibe that you bring to a show, dude. And then Matt, every single week, it's a uh, it's a great time. So I appreciate uh, these Mondays. They're always a blast, man. What about you? What do you got going on? Uh, not a whole lot. I had I took a week off for my son's birthday, so I'm just getting. This is the first time I'm getting back into it. We had birthday week last week, and then his party yesterday, so I can finally breathe after dealing with that. So there you go. Dealing with a, a group of what is it about twenty normal, very normal people, and trying to you know navigate and not hurt anyone's feelings, and uh, it's just Whew. like I I, I don't luck. do well. What's that? <laughs> I said, good luck. I know. Yeah, tougher. exactly. That's why I don't socialize with, with many people because it's like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I see you wearing an Alabama hat. Did you watch San Diego state beat up Alabama last week? <laughs> Sam, I got my ass handed to me this weekend between Alabama and the UFC fights. Oh, I did. I was just awful, man. I, are you able to bet now? Right. What's that? Are you able to bet now? Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to you got to do the uh, picks with us, man, and see, uh, you know, with the UFC where you're going to go with those, man, because it's okay. fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I did it. I, I just did. I did the two I was telling you about about uh, I went against Holly just because of the Russian and then she was terrible as <laughs> she's so bad, dude. And then Cheeto, <laughs> Cheeto got beat up pretty good, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, hey, but, you know, yeah. you can bet 
Hey, uh, you know you can bet on WWE on DraftKings now, right? No, only two states. Oh, two states? That's it? Yeah. Oh I'm God. so disappointed because I saw that and I was like, yes, dude, I'm going to be rich. Because that's, we gotta, my, I was that's gonna my say bread we get, and butter, man. I got it on right now in the background. I was going to say, Matt, we got to do that pro wrestling episode where we talk about it. Cause oh, I'm you, in. You, I want to. I, I definitely. You know, I'm an old school wrestling. nerd with WWE and all that shit, too. I love all that. Yes, shit. we will definitely <laughs> do that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Everyone have a great night. Stay strong. All right, you too. Question everything. Uh, Right after 9-11, about 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. We've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> Like, we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. This is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran.